Welcome back, guys. Uh, today we're going to be talking about kind of training more or training less, maybe a little bit more efficiently, a little bit more towards the fun side. We're going to kind of go back and forth and seeing what can sometimes work better for different people. So right off the bat, uh, Chris, do you consider doing weight training or conditioning kind of stuff more actually training more or is it kind of more on the side of just being efficient and training less because you're not actually in the gym doing your tricks and skills okay so we totally kind of like talked about that a little bit on one of our past episodes um i like it depends what level you're at for sure so like if you're first starting out in tricking and you're at the very beginning you should definitely be doing some kind of weight training um if you're at a higher level and you're trying to consistently throw things like quads triple fulls triple corks and trying to combo mad things to double cork variations um you should definitely be working out to maintain your skill level um and you don't have to be weight training i think i think my opinion is like you should be doing cardio and you should be doing um high mobility movements that are not hard on your joints like tricking has the high mobility movements like you're doing like cheat nines with high kicks. You're doing hook kicks with high kicks. Maybe you train both sides kicks. Maybe you're doing things into the splits. Um, maybe you're um, doing crowd awakeners, things like that. It's like, yeah, it's high mobility, but you are stretching it and taking shock. And like, especially things like ankles and hips are like taking so much shock. And then you're also crashing and falling. So I think you, you the, the key to training outside of training and still I think needs to be considered as part of training and training like you're training more than maybe the other guy, even though you go to the same amount of sessions is you need to be doing workouts that are not high impact and allow your body to heal and move without getting injured. I feel like it makes your nervous system shut down. Like if you teach your nervous system, the only time we move is when we're going to hurt you. (laughs) And your nervous system is like, I'm not down for this. (laughs) It doesn't want you to do it it anymore. Right. So then you have to find like something that is going to allow you like going for a run or like doing some like mobile stretches, some like some kicks that are very simple and very easy for your body to do. Um, Maybe do like a hundred cartwheels or like a bunch of burpees or like squats, like something that just gets you moving in the right zone, but doesn't put massive strain on your body like tricking does. Yeah. Like that could be even just doing like for cardio stuff. I mean, for me, running is a little bit more high impact just because of my knee, and it just hurts so bad. But like, I go for a bike ride for doing cardio. But then doing yeah. more less impact weight training, like sometimes I'll just do box jumps. Where even though yeah, running hurts my knee because it's just long periods of time, where I can just do like twenty box jumps or doing twenty push ups. It's less impact, but I'm getting that same push that I'd be getting for some of the gymnastic stuff and it's less impact on my joints. Because your joints yeah. you keep pushing too hard, they're gonna start to hurt and that hurt doesn't just go away naturally. You have to take that time and rest too. So do True. you think do you think resting is also part of efficient training? Um I think that it de- it just depends on the person really like how like when does it become efficient i think when you're training every other day or maybe um training twice like two days in a row taking two days break training two days in a row well i guess i'm actually so the way i'm doing it right now is i'm i'm gonna try to do mondays and tuesdays take wednesday off do thursdays and 
Saturdays. And then every other day is a rest day with stretching and um, like a mobility exercise, like biking, jogging, burpees, something that is like cardio-based, not muscular-based because – and then also something that teaches my body posture, like, you know, doing push-ups. Like that's what's really cool about working out is like – and doing things like lunges, it teaches the body the proper posture because when you're moving fast speed through stuff, like if you can't go into like a proper handstand and really hold that like muscle structure and like understand how to like be balanced and understand how to like hold a proper lunge without your knees like caving in or caving out um, or your ankles like going in or out or like just the small things matter so much in tricking and it prevents injury. So it's just like building the muscles the correct way so that all this off-axis stuff isn't building your muscles like the wrong way so that because you probably could you can be doing it the wrong way and not know it because it looks the same yeah that's the same thing in gymnastics like if in my head and the way that i've always thought about stuff if you can't quite do certain positions in a static motion to where you're not moving and you're just holding the position when you're going and putting momentum behind it if your body doesn't know what it actually truly feels like and what it's supposed to be you could be doing something wrong and you just don't know. And then your body's just not strong enough to be able to do it. So that, I, I think same thing. You have to be able to do like a lunge because you're going to need to know how to do that and do it correctly so you don't get hurt as much. Yeah, totally. And like, even if you know how to do it, it's like you're holding it for like a second during the tricks. If you can hold that position or jump from that position and land in it, like you're doing jump lunges, right? And you're like, you have a stable like base when you're doing that. When you go to do it for only that like half a second and you hold that position, it's going to be so much stronger and so much more comfortable. And it won't be something you have to focus on. Instead, now you can focus on a different part. So yeah, I think that's the kind of training that happens outside of the gym. Um, but I also think that you can only get good at tricking by tricking. Yeah. But I think the other stuff does help. Yeah. Um, I mean, you ha- your body has to be strong enough and flexible enough to go through your motions. It's just you have to get those repetitions in for those skills. Like you're not just going to magically get better at tricking by not doing the skills. That's not right. just a thing. Otherwise, every black belt martial artist would be really good at tricking. And that is definitely not the case. I know plenty of black belt martial artists who struggle to do tricks because their kicks are too good. (laughs) They are like, well, when I'm doing this flip twist, I am trying to throw my good hook kick. And I'm like, what do you mean you're trying to throw a good hook kick? It's just a front kick. Just, or like, it's just a crescent kick. Like, don't try to round here. Just do a front. They're like, what? Why would I do that? And be like, because, because you got to go up, come down, transfer. And you don't, if you throw a round, you drop your chest, like with all this momentum, like there's no way to hold that properly and get a good transfer. Cause when you're doing really good kicks in martial arts, like your base is your hips, but I think that your center of gravity gets very changed when you're kicking really high or really properly, your center of gravity changes because you're trying to transfer the energy through your kick. And when you're doing tricks and acrobatics, you need to transfer that momentum into the next trick. It cannot be at the end of your foot or at the bottom of your base leg it, no, it, or in your hips. It needs to be traveling consistently and moving with you. So yeah, it's like really different. So um yeah, exactly. Like you can't just train martial arts to be good at tricking. You have to train tricking to be good at tricking. And I'm sure gymnastics is the exact same way. You can't just train trampoline to be good at floor, even though they do go hand in hand. If you never go on the floor, you're not going to be good at it. Hence, yeah, because the spring trampers. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. 
I mean, I, said, yeah. I just said, hence garden trampers. Otherwise, they'd be good at floor stuff. <laughs> yeah. <They never laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you're... I mean, in theory, too, I mean, if you're just doing that garden tramp stuff, you're going to have really good air sense, probably. But that doesn't mean you're just going to be able to do a triple backflip on the floor because I can do it on the trampoline. Like, that's not how that works totally because yeah you need to get into the air first you have to figure out your setups you have it's a different kind of muscles it's a different kind of reaction time a different kind of like response to the floor different kind of landing you can't just huck it you actually have to land on your feet like you can't do it that way um people right you can't just get over your head (laughs) what about people who train less like say you don't have enough time um, to do the workouts or say you don't have enough time to train or you don't have like maybe you can't afford to train that much or maybe you don't have access to the gym maybe the gym's only open twice a week um Ooh. is there a way you can still get good um it, like what about your excel girls um they're training how many times a week how many hours a week compared to your compared to people who are doing jo uh normally they were are required to work out at least two days a week. They can come more if they choose, but it's at minimum two, where J.O. is, I think, at minimum three. So, I mean, that extra day does make a huge difference. Oh, totally. The biggest way, if you don't feel like you have the time to be in at the gym or the gym is only open, let's say, two days a week, you kind of have to be more efficient outside of the gym and in the gym then because you can't... You have to do more conditioning potentially or basic work outside of the gym so then when you're in the gym you can really focus on working on your skills because you don't have the time to do that because like let's say totally. the gym open those two days a week and they're only hour long sessions hour and a half long sessions for open gym that's all the time you have to start working on your new stuff and your big skills so outside of the gym you don't really get that so you might as well just work on some of the more basic techniques, just cleaning it up, getting a little bit stronger, getting a little bit more flexible. So then when you get to the gym and actually are able to practice, you don't have to go back and touch base on those. You're just ready to go right when you get there. You do a basic warm-up and you're like, all right, time to do some quads, time to do some double backs, time to do whatever may come to your mind that's not just like a basic skill. That's so true. Like I, I've been able to now um, just throw round off double backs as my start, like starting skills. Like I don't need to warm up my round off backflip and I can do round off back handspring double back because my back handspring is much stronger now. I don't need to warm that up or like double check that it's going to work. Um, other things like I've been hitting G switch times 10 first try almost every session. So that's like, I don't need like that is my warm up. I don't need to do a B twist before I do a double B twist anymore. I don't need to do a double cork before I do a swing chain to double cork and a combo because I know I can do double cork. Um, like I used to have to do all that stuff. Like before, oh, I was like, I was like, okay, watch this. I haven't done a double cork this session, and I would do a cork swing double. I was like, whoa, my first double cork <laughs> of the session was a swing chain type thing. Let's go! Like I didn't have to warm it up. It was so it was it was crazy. So yeah, you're right. Like just having the basics outside of the gym or focusing really hard on the right things so that when you get to the gym you can focus on the things you need to focus on totally and then i used to train only two times a week um maybe less depending on like you know what i was working on and like depending on how often the gyms were open and i mean the gyms in wisconsin were 40 minutes 40 minutes or more away and um you know it's freezing outside so what i would do is i would drive uh, when i drove my car over i would get there like 
10 minutes early and I would have the heat on as high as it could go in my car for the last like five, 10 minutes of the car ride. So I'd be warm. And then I walk into the gym 10 minutes early. I would do some like basic warm up stretches and foam roll um, right before the session. And then the session would open and I would go in and I wouldn't need to warm up because I, I did the warm up before the session started. So now I have way more time in the session to do stuff. So I think that's like an efficient way to train. Oh yeah. Especially when you only have that very, very, very limited amount of time. Like that is really efficient. And I really like that. That's smart. Yeah. What about um like fun training? Do you do fun training with gymnasts or like, especially with the XL girls, like they probably don't have, you know, if they're only coming two times a week, um, they don't have time to have like a session where, I mean, you said you go back between um, like hard sessions and basic sessions. And I think to yeah. a tricker, like a basic session would be considered a fun session or like, what about like, is there an example in gymnastics where like, if a tricker was like, I just want to have fun this session and like, like, yeah, I want to trick, but like, I just need to mix it up. So they go to the session and do like parkour skills or they do rock climbing or they just play on the tramp the whole time. Um, is there like an example in, in gymnastics where they have time to do something like that? Yeah. Like, um, what our gym kind of does sometimes is like after a meet or after just a really hard week, we'll just have a day where we're just like, well, we'll do optional skills. So it's just kind of stuff that you want to work on, stuff that you've enjoyed working on and stuff that you want to do or want to learn. So then it becomes fun in that aspect. But there's days like since I'm at my gym, I'm mainly the vault coach. I focus only on learning vault. Granted, I can coach every event, but that's what I do. And there's days where I just take a step back from just doing, all right, I need you to get like eight of these vaults done. Like I need you to get 20 of this skill done. And I'm like, all right, I want to focus on this particular aspect of the vault. And I'm just going to do it in a more fun, creative way where like for setting off the board correctly and just squeezing into a tight position. What I did is I would stack up these eight inch foam mats that we have about what is it? 48 to 56 inches in the air. I'd put a wow. trampoline board in front of it and I would stand on top of the mats with a foam noodle. And I would say, all right, you need to jump up as high as you can and grab this foam noodle while staying in a hollow. So it's like, it's a very basic thing, but you kind of make it a game. You're like, all yeah. right, you have to get up here. And whoever gets up here, like, that's really good. And it's not just like, like just fun and like it doesn't have anything to do with gymnastics but it also leads into doing stuff later on where there are also times where we just do really fun things like i did one time for my bronzes was i moved the vault table out of the way of the pit and i was just like all right i want you to run as fast as you can down the whole vault runway and jump as far as you can into the pit and see who can get the furthest now granted there's a relationship to that because eventually your hurdle has to be strong and you have to be able to run fast into your hurdle and make your hurdle big so you get a good spring off the board. But it's just a fun thing to see who can jump the farthest. Like how isn't that just in some level fun if there's a reward at the end of like, oh, I'll give you some candy or I'll give you like a free snack or like a free drink for being the winner. And it's just a fun do or like there's fun drills that my coach used to do for us that were fun for us because we were a little bit higher level like just doing uh round off back handspring set as high as you can onto eight inch mats or doing a back tuck as high as you can onto eight inch mats where sometimes we would have 
those mats stacked up the same height that we did on vault with an arrow with the trampoline board at like 48 inches to 54. Like that's obscenely high or 56 inches. Like that's really high. And just being like, all right, let's see who can do a double or let's see who can do a backflip the highest. Just why not? That's crazy. Yeah. And I, you think that's like really, you think that's really helpful, but you think that it's also not, it can't be the only thing. Yeah. Cause like, that's the thing. You can't only make it fun. Like you have to mix in fun and efficient train, like in my mind, fun and hard training because the hard stuff is going to be doing the skill, getting it done, making sure it looks picture perfect. But you also have to throw in some fun aspects here and there just because if something's not always fun, you're not going to want to do it. And when you keep like in a way you keep failing at something, you're not going to think it's fun to do anymore and you're not going to want to do it. So why not make the lead up process fun so that when you get to that end goal and then you start working that skill even harder now, it becomes easier so it becomes more fun because you're like, oh, I got even closer this time. Oh, I landed on my feet, but I didn't quite stick it. Oh, I over-rotated it a little bit. Oh, that's really cool. Like, you got to make it fun to learn so then it's fun when you get it. Right, because you can train efficiently every single day of the week and then what's going to happen is you're going to get sick of it. You're going to give up versus the person who's having fun who's maybe uh, who's maybe leveling up slower than you is going to stick with it longer so then they're yeah. going to you know keep enjoying the thing that they love to do. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about with efficient training and that was like um, so you said training outside of the gym, but what about training inside the gym? So we have like an hour and a half, right? And I really need to work on my 540 wraps and I really need to work on my short cutters. And maybe I would like to do some front swings. Okay, so then maybe you should do 540, wrap nine, hook, scoot, gainer, hook, front swing, because it relates to short and cutter. And that stance that you come out of shuriken cutter, so maybe you can do shuriken cutter front swing. Maybe you work on box cutter in combos, so that when you work on shuriken cutter alone, um, like I think there's enough time to do combos that relate to another move, and then or maybe even just end it with shuriken cutter if that's something that you can do. Like, but otherwise, do it with a, like end with cork shuriken instead of a double cork because you like that's the problem with like most trickers is they're trying to get combos that give them something back that like yeah. proves to them, you know, that they're like, like, Oh, I just did this combo. I just comboed 540 wrap. Well, it's like, maybe you should just do 540 wrap into cork shuriken. I know you can double cork, but like, if that's what you need to work on, then that's what you need to work on. So why don't you just work on both at the same time? Um, that is really efficient. Like we do things like that also where let's say you're working two and a half punch front full on floor. Just, as a quick example, I'm not always going to be working just the two and a half into the punch. Like if your basis for the one and a half punch front isn't quite there, maybe we'll take that step back from the two and a half and slowly work there, but start at the little bit easier stance to get into. So one and a half might be easier to get into that same stance to go into the punch full. So if totally. it's clean from that slightly easier skill where you end the same way, then all you need to work on is just getting a little tighter through your technique and work at that and then work both aspects at the same time in separate skills. Yeah. And that actually reminded me of this. So I, um, what about like aerial front swing snapu? 
and you're like, I really want that, but I'm nowhere near it. Like I can snap, but I've never done front swing snap. And my, like the reason I can't aerial front swing snap is because my aerial front swing is not that good. So you do like aerial front swing, reverse out yeah. front sweep into like GMS snap. Right. So th- then you're doing snap. You're doing aerial front swing. So you're training them both but they're not connected the way you want them to be connected. Or you could just do like aerial fronting raise, vanish nine, hook, snapu, Like something that has both, but isn't putting them together. So then you're not just crashing over and over. You're not training like inefficiently. Then you're training like, how do I make my raise higher? And then you're not just crashing yeah. over and over. Um, and then there's, there's another thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, uh, do you think it's possible to train too much? I really think there is a way to train too much i mean granted it depends on the person it depends on how much they can handle but i mean olympic gymnasts or like super high level gymnasts i mean technically sometimes they'll train two days a week four days out of the week now granted i think training too much could be you're doing two sessions a day of three hour sessions so that means six hours a day every single day seven days of the week for example your body never has time to recover because that time in between each session is not enough for your muscles and your joints to really rehabilitate and get healthy again. Like you have to take those days off of just stretching, maybe doing foam rolling, icing, um, maybe a little bit of just simple conditioning instead of doing just maybe weight training. I mean, even probably power lifters, they don't power lift every day the same thing they have to take breaks off certain muscle groups at some points they also have to not just kill their bodies they need to take the rest that they need and it's not like they're going to be training eight hours a day just for doing power lifting they're probably going to be taking those three hour days and then everything else that they're doing is just maybe mobility training or just resting their joints and their muscles so that when they're there they can really focus on training because your body just falls apart if you train too much and it can't yeah, keep up. Definitely. You need like that sleep in between. Like I can't even imagine tricking like, like six days a week. That would be insane. Like I, I guess in gymnastics, I guess, I don't know. How do you guys train so much? Like, do you guys ever do two a days or like, um, you know, like when in gymnastics does it become too much? And if it's a ton, like if it's more than, than three to four days a week. And I mean, my sessions are like my sessions are usually an hour and a half. Like if I go longer than an hour and a half, I'm going to be even more dead the next day. Plus an hour and a half in, I pretty much can't do the moves I want to do anyway. So do you guys practice way more basics than you do your bigger tricks? And like, is that what it is? Just mostly drilling for, for your three hour practices. Yeah. So that's the thing. We, the way that my coach used to do it is summers were two a days five days of the week. And then regularly during school, it was one day a week was two, was two a days, which was Saturdays and Monday. Yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday were basics. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday were optional skills. So our bigger skills. Now people, let's say if your world team and your, or you're on the Olympic team, they're probably doing two a days, five days a week, every week, where Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday are two a days. And then their off day 
for two days is Wednesday, and then they have a rest day Sunday. So then even though they're working out all the time and they're doing a ton of work, they have enough rest period to still stay healthy because like elite level athletes, when they're usually not practicing, they're trying to figure out ways to rest and heal more efficiently and better all the time. They could just be icing their legs, for example, yeah. for like an hour a day, every day to make sure that their legs stay healthy. And, or they could just be stretching also after that for an extra 30 minutes a day, because they know if their body falls apart or it starts to fall apart, it's really hard to just come back. Cause like gymnastics, I know, I think more of the Olympic level athletes or what we used to do also was like when we did weight training Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday during summers, it was weight training and basics in the morning. And then when we came back at night, we touched base on the basics a little bit and then focused on the bigger skills and learning our new skills and then polishing routines. That was what it was. So then you weren't overworking and putting too much pressure on your joints and your muscles all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I guess it, when tricking, it, like with tricking, everyone has like the mentality like, oh, I'm going to go and train. And it's like, oh, like get some bangers, you know, like better, better throw down. But like, yeah, yeah I guess in gymnastics, like, if I was going to trick three hours a day, five days a week, um, yeah, I guess three of my sessions would be me doing G9s, hooks, tornadoes, G10s. Yeah, cleaning it. up cleaning up all the basics that go into every other skill. Yeah, and maybe like single specific. cork. Yeah, single cork variations. Like stuff that where I would be like not happy with it if I trained it, unless I went there to train it. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then I think that's also like, to me, that's like a fun session. Like oh, yeah. last night, last night I had a fun session. Um, like I went there to just have fun. I trained really, really hard on Monday. I got a whole bunch of new skills. And then um, yesterday is Tuesday. I went to the gym and I just did like some different kicking transitions than I normally do. Um, I did some wraps. I tried to get some double full box cutters. Um, but like if I was there on like a normal day, I would literally just be like, okay, double full box cutter. All right, send it. Okay, combo it. But I was like, I just landed it and I was like, okay, good. <laughs> good for you. Now let's move on. It, like that was my one hard trick for the day. And then I just did um, like kicks after that. And I practiced some like uh, reverse out vanishes, stuff like that. Like it was like, I don't care if I land any combos. I don't care if I get a new trick. Really? I just want to prep stuff for my next one and practice the basics, make sure my transitions are up to par. So yeah, that's like, and I enjoyed that. That was a fun session. But then I also do fun sessions where it's like just a tumble track day and just a, just a, a trampoline day, you know, just because I don't feel like tricking today because I just like flips and I have to remember that I just am here to have fun. You know, I don't actually get anything from this. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, like some of our fun training for like basics. Well, what I consider fun because I'm weird. Um, like our <laughs> training for basics on floor three days a week was you have five sets of five back handsprings from different starts. One of them's from stand. One of them is a handstand snap down. One of them is a pirouette snap down. One of them is a, I think it was a kneeling or a standing round off. And then one of them was you could 
take two or three steps from off the floor and then do round off and then do five back handsprings afterwards. Wow. My fast. And we used to time ourselves because that was the point of it. You had to learn how to consistently speed up right away from the beginning and learn how to keep that transfer power going as fast as possible and staying tight. Wow. I need to do that with G switches. Oh my God. So much fun. So we used to time ourselves and whoever had the fastest time out of everybody in the gym used to be able to write their, their time and then their initials up on the uh, pylon or the uh, I-beam that held up the ceiling that was right next to the floor. And it's funny because I look back and there's a picture when my gym got bought out. Um, it's now called Hoosier Heights back in Indiana. They still actually have my score written up on one of the I-beams. They never erased it. Yeah. It's 2.28 seconds. For how many? Five back handsprings. Oh my, what? <laughs> I had to so, check because I didn't believe that. So I did it out of the the last setup, the slight run round off back handspring. And yeah. I would do it from the corner. I would just take like two small steps and I would just throw that round off as hard as humanly possible and just make sure that I somehow maintained the speed and made sure my hands touched the floor and my feet touched the floor barely. And just kept yeah, it you just have to like you have to like anticipate that it's gonna work because like fifty percent of it says it's not going to. Like you're going so fast that you can't adjust. It's like I do G switches like that sometimes where I'm just like I'm just cooking. <laughs> I'm just oh, in these G switches, just cooking. I'm like if I mess one up, I'm eating it. But like oh, yeah. I'm gonna pretend that won't happen. <laughs> and like and then it like either doesn't and it's really good or it does and it's like you're wow. like oh god. <laughs> <laughs> you're like well, I guess I'm not with G switches today. Yeah, because there was a couple of times where we were doing those back handsprings, and by the end of it, I was going fast enough where I went to touch my hands, and I like maybe put my fingertips on the floor, or I, my hands didn't even touch, and I was, it just scares the crap out of me because I'm like, I'm going so fast that I'm flipping from my feet to my feet and doing a whip back in no time at all, but I'm not really traveling backwards, and I'm just staying in place. It's oh. terrible. Oh, so you so your back handsprings were in place? No, they're still supposed to travel backwards. It's just. Some of the time, I would pull it in too much because I'm trying to focus on the speed too much and then yeah. miss my hands. Okay, I got it, got it, got it. Okay. And it was terrifying. Yeah, I bet. Like, you just, when you're going that fast and you're dealing with that much power, like, the smallest little, like, muscle twitch completely changes the entire trick. Like, just completely changes the, the like, direction that you're going. Oh, yeah. And then another thing we used to do, and this is only on Fridays, we used to do a circle contest with the whole team. Little kids the newer kids on team and all of the older kids, everybody would have to come over to pommel horse and mushroom. And the coach would decide the two quote unquote leaders. And you'd have to pick out your teams and you got to pick one at a time who was on your team. You usually still wanted to pick the best people. Like everybody doesn't dodgeball. Just don't, it sucks to get picked last, but it is what it is. Yeah. And the coach would tell you what type of circle you are working on. And if you were already over 50 on a certain type of circle, you worked on to the next harder one. So oh my gosh. start on a mushroom, work up to the pommel horse and working up to single pommel circles, which is already hard enough by itself. And whoever, whichever team did the most circles completed one. And you went one at a time back and forth to see who did the most circles. Dang. That's really cool. So that reminds me of what I was actually talking to somebody about last night is um, 
this Thursday at uh, Flip Shack, we want to do um, battles. And Ooh. so they wanted me to judge instead because they were like, unless you and Andrew battle, it's like not fair because everyone's just, you know, everyone's just starting out. A lot of people are, or like they just don't train <laughs> as <laughs> much as I do, I guess. And I don't know, like they haven't been doing it as long, but I'm, you know, they're working on their fulls. They're working on their double fulls. They're working on, you know, cheat nines and stuff like that. So like, and like some of them can sideswipe. So like, that's just where they're at. And they were like, so basically they're telling me that I can't compete and I can't do the battle. And I was like, I was like, guys, we're not going to like record or anything, but like, I don't, it doesn't have to be like part of the battle or whatever, but I would really like to battle someone. Um, even if it's not Andrew, like I, I just really want to battle somebody because yeah. what I want, I just want to have fun with it and not care about who wins. Like, like the biggest thing for me is like, I want to see you do a combo and then I want it to give me an idea. I want to like to have that mental challenge and be like, he did this. So I'm going to do this. And like, okay. Um, also we're what, going for like anywhere from two to five minutes. And I'm like, I, if you're doing cart full every pass and I'm trying to one up you every pass, I'm going to be going way harder than you, which means I'm going to be gassed. <laughs> so, like, I don't care if I win. This is mad training for me. So, like, if anyone's, like, you know, if anyone's humble enough to, like, like let me, like, please let me because I would just enjoy it. Like, we don't have to record anything. I don't have to – I don't – it could be 3v1. I, like, I will even – I would even do bad tricks on purpose. Like, I would even do, like, my basics versus that do it because yeah. it's just like it's so enjoyable first of all but it's also just like you know it's like a completely different kind of training so well, that we've all- got we've got trick different coming up too so i'm like really hyped to battle but that's gonna be good but that also brings up the idea of going against people that are still kind of beginner moving to intermediate or around that level sometimes they'll make combos that you may not have thought of right totally. away like oh, like oh that's such a cool idea like how could i use that going forward because the higher level you get sometimes you you kind of tunnel vision on what you can connect and what you want to connect and then sometimes you just see some random interesting stuff from more beginning to intermediate beginner level people and it's really cool definitely or like i also have to be careful too because um I'm just now starting to play at this level of tricks. Like I have not been this good for very long. I've not had triple cork for honestly that long, especially compared to people like Ethan or um, Andrew court. Like I'm just kind of like just now stepping into this realm of tricks. And so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a newbie good guy. So I'm like, I can't, it would be really good for me to battle someone and then like not overextend myself. Like, you know, they do like a double full and I'm like, I can triple full and then do it and fall. Like, dang, they're going to beat me like just straight up. Okay. So <laughs> I just need to figure out like, what is it that I can do one shot? And what is it that I can't do one shot? And where do I extend and where do I not extend? And like, what can I do consistently that can also beat them? And like, you know, like I should <laughs> probably not be doing triple cork in a battle as much as I want to do it. So We'll see. <laughs> Don't forget to follow our socials at Zidane Cloud on Instagram for me, Sean. 
And C-H-R-I-S-P-Y underscore T-R-I-X. That's Crispy Tricks on Instagram. And I also have another YouTube channel, Tricks Fix, T-R-I-X space F-I-X for more tutorials and other things. And we'll see you guys next time.